May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you, O God, our Lord and Savior. Amen. This morning, I'm going to start out with just a little bit of scriptures. It says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. These are Paul's words to the church in Corinth. Steadfastness. Boy, that's, that's defined as the essential principle of the Christian character. There can be no success, no prosperity in the Christian life if this principle is lacking. The psalmist said, my heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. This is the definition of true steadfastness. It is cleaving to God, letting the storms rage as they may. It is resting and trusting in Jesus through the trials of life. Steadfastness, boldness, willpower, will, intention, courage, firmness, fixed determination, purpose, resolve. Today's gospel reading is marked by these words in the meaning of steadfastness. Luke writes, when the days draw near for him to be taken up, he sets his face to Jerusalem. And then again, because of its sheer importance, Luke says it again in the next verse. Because his face was set towards Jerusalem, Jesus was steadfast when he set his face to Jerusalem. Now, for me, I like to understand scriptures when I understand the context of what it's, where it's coming from. So I'd like to take a moment and place today's reading of the gospel in the context of Luke. Now, if we were to take the gospel of Luke and spread it onto a, let's say, line graph, there would be three spikes. Now, these spikes are when God interacts in the world through love. The first spike is the narrative birth of Jesus. God comes, becomes incarnate, taking on human form in the person of Jesus Christ. Then for the chapters of 4 through 9 in Luke, Jesus, we hear, begins his ministry in the surrounding areas of Galilee. Now in chapter 9, where we get the verse from the gospel reading this morning, just before that, in verses 28 and 36, we have another spike. The spike is the transformation, transfiguration. Luke says in the gospel that Jesus' his face was changed and his clothes became as white as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking to Jesus. And I think this is the important part for today's gospel. It's the pivotal moment. You see, Luke goes on to write, They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. 
his departure, which means Jesus' death, will be fulfilled in Jerusalem. The final spike, because there were three, and the most important one for us, of course, is in the form of the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus Christ. But this morning, I want to take us back, and we're going to focus around Jesus focusing on Jerusalem. Because this portion of the gospel comes directly right after the transfiguration. In a sense, if I can be crass, Jesus receives his marching orders. Now, when I reflect on the steadfast to go to Jerusalem by Jesus, you know, I'm moved by his undeniable love for us. But at the same time, I'm also curious, and I'll say it, I'm also a little envious of his resolve. When we think of Jesus' resolution to die, to give his life, we need to remember that he had a nature just like us. He shrunk back from pain like we do. He would have enjoyed a marriage and children and grandchildren and a long life and admiration by the community. He had a mother and brothers and sisters. He had people in his life that he loved. To turn his back on all of this and, face, and move his face towards Jerusalem, to the vicious beatings and mocking and persecution and finally crucifixion, that could not be easy. It had to be the most difficult thing in his life. I think of how we might, if we're bold, use our imagination to put ourselves back into his place and feel the best we can what he felt. I don't know of any other way for us to begin to know just how much he loves us. No one has greater love than this, to lay down his life for one's friends. This was Jesus setting his face to Jerusalem. I think we all have a Jerusalem. We all set our faces to go in a particular direction. What is your Jerusalem? What is the direction that your face is set to? And how does Jerusalem compare with Jesus' Jerusalem? Of course, I'm talking more about more than just Jerusalem, the city in Israel. I'm talking about Jerusalem as a metaphor and a symbol for the values that guide and define our lives. Values by which we live and for which we die. What if, what if setting our face to go to Jerusalem is about walking a path of integrity and authenticity? What if it's about becoming our best and truest selves? What if Jerusalem is about living a life that is truly worth living? Now, I'm not talking about getting what I want out of life, having it all my way, promoting my personal interest, and accomplishing my individual goals. No. But might it be less about what we do and who we are in this world and more about becoming who God created us to be? What if it's about a destiny 
and a purpose that gives meaning and substance to our lives and the lives of those who surround us. What if Jerusalem is about God's dream for our lives coming true? That dream as revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. I think this Jerusalem on which Jesus has set his face describes the kind of life that I want for ourselves, for our children, and for those we love. A life where we see and love people for who they are. And we treasure the diversity that God has created. I want this life. What about you? Isn't Jerusalem what you really want? And at some level, why you follow Jesus? While it is a life that I want, and I have to be honest with you, my experience of Jerusalem is that it often eludes me and always challenges my priorities, my beliefs, my decisions, and my actions. It calls me to be honest with myself and take ownership of my decisions in my life. It usually asks me more questions than it answers. I suspect it might be true for you as well. We all live, live with the struggle within the question of Jerusalem. We're not the only ones who struggle with setting our faces to go to Jerusalem. Luke writes along the way that Jesus had three conversations about this. Now, this is for me personally, but I changed the reading of the gospel just a little bit. And I think that maybe the conversations he was having was within himself. That maybe he was working out with himself what it means and what would be the cost to set his face to go to Jerusalem. I know these are the kind of conversations I have within myself. Maybe you have too. Each one of those particular conversations is about letting go of or giving up something of ourselves and of our lives. Setting our face to go to Jerusalem means letting go of home, a sense of security, and a place within society. If we set our face to go to Jerusalem, then we have to put ourselves on a path of change and transformation. It is a path where we will be called to care for and value our neighbors more than ourselves. If we are not open to that, maybe we have set our faces to go somewhere other than Jerusalem. Setting our faces to go to Jerusalem means letting go of the past and the dead places and parts of our lives, the things that no longer give us life or sustain us. Jesus in Luke's gospel is not saying we shouldn't attend or conduct funerals. No, he is emphasizing that Jerusalem is about life. And if we are more concerned with an attachment to the past and the dead parts of our lives, then we are headed in a different direction than he is. Sometimes setting our face to go to Jerusalem means letting go and seeking approval and identifying with our families, our social groups, 
and political parties. It means claiming who God has called us to be. It means reworking our priorities. It is an all-or-nothing proposition. We may have to grow into the implications of what Jerusalem means for our lives, but we are either on the road to Jerusalem or we are not. What do you need to let go in order to set your face to go to Jerusalem? When have you followed what you wanted rather than the greater truth of Jesus? What values do you continue to hold that are no longer valuable and no longer point to Jerusalem? Those questions aren't only for you. They are questions that I must answer as well. Today's gospel does not allow for excuses, justification, running away, or hiding. Our lives are too important, and we matter too much to allow for that. To struggle with questions raised by today's gospel is the beginning of setting our face to Jerusalem. Let us not turn away from Jerusalem, and let us not turn away from each other. Let us stand together and set our faces to go to Jerusalem. You see, even though Jesus knew what he was to face in Jerusalem, Jesus turned and made his way there. He, continued, he continues to call us to follow him. He knows the powers that aim to deter and defeat him, but he continues to bring good news to the oppressed, to the comfort and comfort to the brokenhearted, and to proclaim the release to the captives. Along with the disciples, Jesus bids us, follow me. Even in the face of iniquity, racism, aggression, and violence, we turn our face towards him and follow, seeking to do the work of the kingdom, God's work in the world. Amen.